Welcome to the Fuel Your Feel Good podcast. I'm your host, Carrie McGinn, physical therapist, yoga teacher, and coach. I've spent a lot of time, energy, and money on my own healing journey, and I want to share what I've learned with you. My intention behind this podcast is help those feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, and burnt out find ways to feel good in their mind, body, and souls. I believe that everyone deserves to feel good in their bodies, and sometimes you just need a little guidance on how to get there. In this podcast, we'll dive into topics ranging from mindfulness to slow living, movement to mother nature, stress management to seasons of life, the lymphatic system to the vagus nerve, giving you tools along the way to feel really, really good in your mind, body, and soul. This is your one-stop shop for all things feeling good and managing stress. Thanks for being here. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Fuel Your Feel Good podcast. I'm coming to you with a tiny puppy in my lap after spending a full day outside in the sun, guiding hikes and teaching yoga and just feeling so full and abundant. So I figured what better time to record a podcast all about the summer solstice. So if you hear any jingles of a caller, that's just my little friend, Derry, joining us for the podcast today. So when this recording comes out, the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere will be tomorrow, June 21st, 2023. It changes from the 20th to the 21st, depending on the year and kind of what's going on astrologically and in the universe. But I wanted to chat a little bit today about the summer solstice, what it's all about, some rituals, some history, lots of good stuff. And I'm really excited to share this with you for two different reasons. One, I did a poll on my Instagram and everyone seemed really interested in learning more about the summer solstice and some rituals. And two, over the past couple of years, I've really fallen in love with this idea of seasonal living. And I'll definitely share more about this on an upcoming podcast, kind of what does seasonal living mean to me, but it's something that's really helped me handle, deal, I don't know what the right word is, with the ups and downs of each season of the year. I live in an area in New England where we have really distinct seasons and each of them have really beautiful parts and really challenging parts. So seasonal living and embracing these seasonal celebrations has been a really powerful part of my practice of living in this world and my mental health practice in a way. So let's dive into the summer solstice. The summer solstice, like I said, is June 21st, 2023. It's also known as Litha or Midsummer. So those are some different verbiage that you'll hear around the summer solstice. It's the second spoke on the light side of the modern wheel of the year. So part of my personal wheel of the year celebration or seasonal living is wheel of the year following that. But the summer solstice is this time of the year when we celebrate the lighter side of life. There's a Swedish proverb. I read it in a book um, called 
The Wheel by Jennifer Lane. And the Swedish proverb is, Midsummer night is not long, but it sets many cradles rocking. So the summer solstice is the longest day of the year and the shortest night of the year. So it's kind of some of where that proverb's coming from. It's a time to drink and dance and soak in the summer sunshine. It's a celebration of light as we really embrace this longest day of the year. The nights are quick, and they're really eager to just turn back into the summer day, and we have this chance to embrace the light. I'm noticing it, you know, in my own garden. It feels like the sun will never set, and it's kind of this beautiful crazy experience when the sun is still out at like 8.30, almost 9 o'clock at night. And it doesn't last that long, but it's still wonderful to experience. It's also just a time of celebration. The summer solstice on the wheel of the year is known as a fire festival. And fire symbolizes the sun, sensuality, life, and fertility. So a lot of the celebration is around that. And that's where you can bring in some rituals or celebrations in that, including the sun, including life and fertility rituals. Traditionally, that's when these are going to happen. I'm going to dive into a little bit of the history of the Oak King in a moment, but want to share some other kind of fun facts with you all. Traditionally, and just in general, it's seen as this time to embrace solar energy. And solar energy often makes you think of warmth, growth, expansion, extroversion, activity, strength, vibrancy, and this upward and outward energy. I don't know about you, but in the summer, I'm always doing more. I'm more likely to want to go hang out with friends, to go out to dinner after work, to go for that extra walk. I feel like sometimes, especially when the sun's out, I have an infinite amount of energy compared to some of the winter months. And part of that is I kind of nurture that myself, but there's just this natural tendency of outward energy at this time of the year. And we're really honoring and celebrating that with the summer solstice. You might be feeling a little bit more energized and playful as well. These longer days can give you an extra boost of kind of creativity and inspiration. And there's this sensation of joy and potential in the air. It's almost like this childlike wonder. You know, you're getting out of school, school's over, and you have the whole summer ahead of you to do whatever you need to do. And really, much like Mother Earth, we're feeling in our prime during these summer months. We feel this call to journey outside, to enjoy the fresh air, to bask in all we've been given, and to express gratitude. It's this abundance of life that we often are celebrating and embracing. I've been finding lately that I've actually been sleeping better and feeling more energized, even though I've been getting the same amount of sleep and maybe even a little bit less because I feel like I'm more in tune with the sun. And I don't know, that's just feeling really, really good to me right now. So I wanted to share that with you all. In my research, I also found this really beautiful idea. It came from a book called Cycles of Belonging by Stella Tomlinson. And in it, 
she described the summer solstice as this moment of complete stillness. As you complete your inhale, when your lungs are full and your energy is at its peak, right before the exhale. And I really, truly feel like that's what this time of the year feels like to me. You're at your complete peak, you're full, you're energized, but there's still this moment that you can pause and find stillness. And solstice actually means the sun stands still. And the sun is standing still right now before it begins its return journey into autumn and into winter. So after the summer solstice, the days actually start getting shorter and the nights start getting longer again, making their way to the winter solstice, which is the longest night and the shortest day. So from the winter solstice to the summer solstice, the days are growing longer. And from the summer solstice to the winter solstice, the days are growing shorter. So we're really at this standstill of longest day, shortest night, all this energy within us before we come back to winter. And obviously winter is a while away, but that's kind of where we're at energetically. We're at this peak yang time where our solar outward energy is the strongest. And from here, we actually start to shift towards more of a harvest season. And one kind of interesting thing that I came across in my research and I just thought, wow, I really have to share this is I've always thought as more July and August as summer, like full summer. And part of that is the way the school year traditionally works in the U.S. You know, you get out of school at the end of June, you go back in September, you have July and August. But another piece of that is, especially where I've always lived in kind of Northeast New England area, is that June is not the hottest month. It's getting there, but it's not the hottest. And I came across my research for this episode this article about why is it not hot in June? It's the longest day. It's when the sun's out the the longest amount of time. How's that not reflected on the earth and what we feel weather-wise? And the answer is because water makes up most of the earth's surface and it has a really high specific heat, meaning it takes a while to heat up and cool down. So because of this, the earth's temperature takes about six weeks to catch up to the sun. And I probably could have guessed that, or I I feel like I should have known that, but it was just one of these moments where I read that being like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. We really, six weeks from the summer solstice is really the heat of the summer, kind of the end of July, early August is when we get to that peak heat of summer, at least in the Northeast and the New England area where I live. I'd be curious to hear what you guys feel as well. So that's just a little fun fact for you all. Let's dive a little bit into kind of the history or some of the ways it's celebrated traditionally over years and over different um, communities. So the summer solstice was widely celebrated throughout Northern and Western Europe. It was believed to be a really big part of Celtic communities throughout Britain, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. Personally, I am probably as Irish as they come. No, I'm just kidding. But I really connect with my Celtic ancestry. So I think that's part of the reason I've also been drawn to celebrating the Wheel of the Year. There's a lot of Celtic origins to it. 
And traditionally, ancient Celtic tribes would dance and feast on the longest day of the year. They believed that singing and laughter could banish evil spirits that might blight the coming harvest. And one thing, and like I said, I'll probably do a whole episode on the Wheel of the Year and seasonal living, but one thing about the Wheel of the Year is it's really about harvest. And it's really based on these harvest celebrations because hundreds of years ago, that's what our lives revolved around is when the sun came up, when the plants were harvested, times of abundance and times of death, times of rebirth and life. It all really went in tune with the harvest and agriculture because a lot of our life was based on that. So the summer solstice was the time to sing and laugh and bless the abundance of the coming harvest. It's also a time of year that's ruled by the oak king. So the oak tree is the tree of the summer. And an oak tree is often associated with strength and spirituality. The oak king, the oak tree, rules the sun and the summer. And in Celtic folklore, at the summer solstice, the oak king wins its long battle with the holly king. And then when this winter solstice arrives, the Oak King returns the crown to the Holly King and they have this eternal seasonal dance. It's a really beautiful folklore if you want to look into it, especially if kiddos, it can be fun. And then another piece of the summer solstice is Stonehenge. It's a really popular place to celebrate the summer solstice because the stones are arranged so that the sun rises precisely behind the heel stone to the northeast of the circle and the rays shine directly into the center of the stones. So I think that's a lifelong goal or a bucket list goal of mine is to just watch the sunrise at Stonehenge one day. I don't know if I'll make it for the summer solstice. I have a feeling it's pretty busy, but maybe one day. We'll see. So that's just a little bit about what the summer solstice is all about, the energy, the some history of it. I by no means covered everything, and I definitely come at it from a bit more of a Celtic lens because that's what resonates with me. And there's much more out there. And I'll share some fun facts at the end today. But I wanted to kind of pivot a little bit into some ways that you can celebrate the summer solstice. You definitely do not need to do all of these. I probably will not be doing all of them, but I'll be doing some of them. And you can also celebrate the summer solstice the day before, the day after. You can spread it out over the week or wait till the weekend. While yes, the summer solstice is on June 21st this year, you don't have to be so rigid all the time with these rituals. You can really work it into your life. And I found that that's been a really beautiful way for me to celebrate the seasons. So let's dive in. Here are 10 ways to celebrate the summer solstice. Number one, and maybe my favorite, is a bonfire. A safe bonfire, please. We don't need to set any forest fires. But a bonfire in a contained area can be a really beautiful way to celebrate the summer solstice. It is a fire festival after all. And let's be real. If you're going to have a bonfire, you got to have s'mores. I have an ongoing joke in my household that if I'm going to have a home in the country that has a fire pit, there will always, always be s'mores fixings at my house. So 
I can guarantee that and you can hold me to it. There will always be s'mores in case you're craving one. (laughs) But a bonfire is a really beautiful ritual. Some things you can do at the bonfire is even just do a fire meditation, watching, gazing at the fire, and really just honoring this powerful resource that we have. You can also do an intention setting and letting go ceremony. What I often like to do at the winter and summer solstice is write down on a piece of paper some things I want to let go of or some things that are no longer serving me. Really reflect on the past couple of months before from the previous solstice and write those down and throw them in the fire as this way of really shedding and letting go of what's no longer serving me. And then from there, I'll usually write a few intentions for the summer and what I really want to embody this summer. And a little side note, something that I am thinking of doing, and this isn't really a summer solstice ritual, it's just a fun summer ritual, is creating like a fun summer bucket list. You know, like you did when you were a kid, writing down all the things you wanted to do and books you wanted to read and places you wanted to go. I think I'm going to do that as an adult. And I'll be honest, I did not come up with that myself. That I saw on Instagram, of course. (laughs) So number one is a bonfire. Number two is it's actually a great time to do some what's called shadow work or some reflection this time of year. Really review what's working for you, what's not. While yes, the summer is a time of abundance, it also doesn't mean you can't say no. There are so many opportunities out there this time of year. There's so much to be done. There's so much that you could do, but you don't have to do it all. So taking a time to kind of step back and see what your tendencies are, see where you overextend yourself or where you tend to kind of get triggered and really reflect on this. I'll share a blog post when this episode goes live with some of my favorite journal prompts for shadow work around this time, and you might want to use those as some jumping off points for your summer solstice ritual. Number three, and this might seem a little counterintuitive, but you want to make sure that you're prioritizing rest this time of year. While yes, like I said, there's tons of abundance, that doesn't mean you should be overworking and burning yourself out. You still want to take good care of yourself this time of year, and scheduling in rest can be really, really helpful. Whether that's an hour or two to read, to sit in the sun, or just to soak in the world around you, it goes a really long way this time of year. Think about it as your recharging time. Number four is Take a cleansing bath or a jump in the lake or a cold shower or a jump in the ocean, something where you can commune with water and you can jump in and imagine all that's no longer serving you wash away. Today, I actually led a couple of hikes and then I just felt this urge to jump in the lake and kind of reset myself for the rest of my day, which I did, and it was wonderful. So, Whether you're in a city or you're near a body of the water, you can practice this. A bath, a cold shower, a jump in the lake, ocean, any form of water, even just splashing cold water on your face can be a really powerful practice and ritual. And it also stimulates the vagus nerve, P.S. Alrighty, on to number five, gathering and harvesting herbs or even growing herbs. 
Some herbs that are associated with the summer solstice are St. John's warts, vervain, yarrow, ferns, and mugwort. And I'll try to share some pictures on the blog post as well. Some of these you might find in the wild, some of them you might grow, or you can even get some at your local apothecary or shop. Hand in hand with this is growing the herbs too, which we'll get to in just a moment. Number six on the solstice ritual, bathe in the sun. Just soak it in safely, obviously, mindfully, of course. This is really a time of renewal, rebirth, and self-love. It's a time to honor your body and recognize that it is beautiful and worthy of your respect and care. And let's be real. You're just a houseplant or a regular plant with more complicated emotions. You need some water and some sunshine in your life. Take a step outside your door wherever you live and turn your face to the sun and just feel the warming, calming rays of the sun on your skin and enjoy it. Really picture yourself soaking in the energy of the sun. Next is going to be spending some time in nature, whether that's forest bathing, grounding by sticking your feet in the earth, going on a walk in a local park, getting out in your yard, going for a hike. Any time you spend in nature is time well spent, especially this time of year. Regardless of where you live, you can take advantage of the natural world around you, and it can be really, really powerful this time of year. Number eight, garden. This is one of my favorites, obviously. If you've seen on my Instagram account, our garden is in full swing, and we're starting to be able to really harvest what we've planted. The summer solstice is kind of the first time of abundance, the first harvest for a lot of areas. Um, you know, where I am in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, we're seeing some lettuce, some peas, my calendula are coming up and really just starting to see the fruits of our labor of spring. It's not fully ready to go yet. Everything's not ready, but we're starting to see the seeds that we planted really beginning to bloom, the greenness coming out. So the summer solstice can be a really great time to garden, to get out there and tend to the earth around you. Now, if you're in a city or if you don't have a garden, that's okay. You can care for your houseplant. You can grow herbs in your windowsill, or you can even volunteer at a local community garden and tend that garden too. Number nine is a really fun tradition to do, especially with small kids. Summer solstice is thought to be the time of the fairies. So you can practice leaving a fairy offering outside for the fairies that live in your yard. Fairies love sweets such as cakes, cookies, brownies, donuts, sweetbreads. They also love milk and cream and butter and actually alcohol, which is kind of funny. So you can set up almost like, you know, some kids traditionally set up cookies and milk for Santa. You can do a very similar offering for the fairies. And if there's an area of your yard where you feel like is just extra magical or feels like a fairy portal, 
leave some cakes or leave some beverages there for your fairies. Now, where I live, there are bears, so I definitely have to be a little bit careful about this, but be smart and have some fun honoring the fairies in your life. Last but not least, throw a party. Summer solstice is really traditionally a time to celebrate the abundance of the world. Share the abundance with others, gather, celebrate, be in community with people. This can look small or can look big, but enjoying food and dancing and laughter with those you love, with the community around you, is a really powerful part of the summer solstice. And it's a fun thing to do. We are not doing a party this year, but one year we'll do a party on the summer solstice and have all of the bonfires and the s'mores and the fairy offerings and the garden. And I'm calling that into my awareness for maybe the next year or two. But throw a party. So those are 10 rituals for the summer solstice. I want to keep this episode short and sweet so you can get out there, enjoy the sun, and put some of these practices into the world, whatever they look like. But before we go, I want to share just a few fun facts that I found from my summer solstice research. These are, some of them are silly, some of them aren't, some of them are just interesting. So in ancient Egypt, the summer solstice was heralded as the new year. Pagans celebrate summer solstice with symbols of fire and water. So kind of some of the ideas that I shared for rituals, bonfires and cleansing bath come from probably more of those pagan rituals. This one I thought was super fun. In Alaska, the summer solstice is celebrated with a midnight baseball game because of how late the sun stays out. In ancient Rome, they honored the goddess Vesta on the summer solstice. And I'm sure you could have guessed, but thousands and thousands of people gather at Stonehenge to celebrate the summer solstice every year. And it's a really powerful time to visit Stonehenge and a really magical time. So that's all I got for you guys for the summer solstice this year. I'm sure, like I said, there's plenty of other things that I could have shared, but I hope this is a nice taste of seasonal celebrations of celebrating the magic in the world around you and just really embracing the season you're in, whether that's physically in nature or mentally and emotionally. I hope that you have a beautiful summer solstice and you get to soak in the sun wherever you are. Thanks for being here, friends. And I can't wait to share more of my love of seasonal living with you all. If you practice a summer solstice ritual or you learn something from this podcast. I would be absolutely honored if you tagged me on Instagram in your summer solstice ritual, or if you felt called to, to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I would not be here without you all. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Happy solstice.